You are listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode number four. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Hey there, Angela here, and welcome back to another episode of Business and Life Conversations podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Jessica Gwen about why hustling is impacting your business and health, five myths associated with unhustling in business, and we'll also share five very important steps you can take today to unhustle in business to be more successful. Welcome to the show, Jess. Super excited to have you on board today. Thank you so much, Angela. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Gosh, you're very, very welcome. It's so fun. Now, we first connected when you were running the most amazing business summit a few months ago, and I simply loved your energy. So when I started the podcast and started reaching out to some people, I was so delighted when you had applied to be a guest because you bring such a wealth of knowledge, but also such a vibrant energy that I think, do you know what I mean, will be awesome for the listeners to do you know what I mean, hear and feel themselves uh, throughout today's podcast. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Angela. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. Now, before we get into your juicy topic today about unhustling, I'd like to know, I'd like the guests to know on the show a little bit more about you from an individual level, because so often we get right into the nitty gritties about business that we don't actually get to connect with people from just a human to human level. So I think it's important that we do that. So I guess my first question that I'd like to ask you today is to tell me a little bit of a story about something, do you mean a memory or a part of your childhood that still resonates with you today really I love this question I love that that's the first question and I, it was easy for me to find one because um when when I was young my grandfather had a dry cleaning run and so back in those days he had like this Datsun Sunny 180 with no air conditioning and like my <laughs> windows down or like the water oil spray thing in Sydney Yep. We'd drive around and be on the run with him. It was our favourite thing to do. And what he'd do is he'd say, he'd call it like trivial pursuit, a plain trivial pursuit, which really meant we had to be super vigilant about paying attention as to what was going on around us. Yes. At any moment, he'll be like, what was on that sign back there? Like, ah, what was it out? <laughs> and we want to win. And I just, I'm so grateful for it because not only was it a game, it was a piece of fun and a great memory, but it has really given me the skill to pay attention to see what's happening around me and um, and be be um, be observant and so it's yeah that's my favorite childhood memory. Dude, that's pretty awesome. And I think you're right. So often we are so quick to either answer people's questions or jump right in that we forget to just observe and be in the moment and to take a step back and just listen. And I think it's one of the skills a lot of entrepreneurs we don't actually have or we don't um, flex our muscle as well because we're so wanting to jump to the solution and help people. So I do like that, do you know what I mean, that you're able to just sit back and observe a little bit more. Now, obviously, if he did the dry cleaning run, obviously, I would also say that you've probably learned, do you mean, some valuable business business lessons along the way too would you agree with that yeah absolutely so he had his own business mum had her own hat shop and have haberdashery back in the day which don't really exist anymore yep. um, spotlight before spotlight was a thing um and dad had a um like a business sales business as well so entrepreneurship through our family was big um and Watching them, watching them was good in in so many ways, but occasionally I picked up the the odd belief that was not good. I <laughs> just <that laughs> yeah. sort of get rid of over time. But being around that environment of anything is possible has just been invaluable to me. 
Yep. Tell me a little bit more because I'm from Canada, obviously, and I think you said that your mom's business was a hat and a, what was the other word you said? Haberdashery. So what does that mean? Because again, I, I don't know, is it an Australian thing? It, no, they don't really exist anymore. It was like a treasure trove of like zips and buttons. So like Spotlight or Linkraft or those big, you know, materials. Okay. It's like one of those, but only the small stuff. So all the little needles and cottons and just amazing stuff. As a kid, it was like so much excitement in that store because of all the possibilities of creation, which possibly is where my love for possibility came from. Oh, gosh, I could only imagine you did like a kid in a candy shop at that age, like the button, like my little one, Chloe, man, the kid kills me. She'll have the glitter and the glue and the buttons out at 4.30 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know? Like, again, I try and nurture it as much as I can. But sometimes I'm like, kid, it's 4.30. Let's just put her down. And do you know what I mean? Let's just let mama sleep. Let mama sleep. Never too early for glitter. <laughs> but, you know, oh, dude, the kid kills me. But, yeah, no, something like that, she would be in heaven. And I think, too, like, you know, growing up um, – I also did a lot of like uh, cross stitch with my aunt and things yeah. like that. And I don't see kids these days doing it. I mean, I don't know if that's a sign that I'm getting old or I'm not really sure, but I do think there's value there because it allows you to almost sit in your boredom and yeah. concentrate on something. And I think, you know, that's a whole nother topic for another podcast. But anyway, so yeah. yeah that's fun. <laughs> All right, cool. So now, we know a little bit about you, an amazing, do you know what I mean, little memory that you shared about your grandfather, do you know what I mean, and sitting in the back of the, do you know what I mean, the ute, as you guys call it here in Australia. I, again, I still get a little bit thrown with those terms, but yes. <laughs> so now from a business point of view, I really like that, again, your key focus, um, correct me if I'm wrong, is being able to help women shift into a joy, joyful kind of state who knows her true worth. Um, I love to know more about what this means to you because obviously I've been following you for a little while, but I'd like for you to be able to capitalize on that a little more today and tell me a little bit more about your business and how that, do you know what I mean, joyfulness comes into play with working with the women that you do. Yeah, so over time, as usual, business has evolved. And what I've really strengthened into in the last 12 to 18 months is the idea of helping women earn their worth. And the reason it became so apparent to me is I was doing some research on um, there was Australian government reports and women in business earned the least of anyone. And so not even women employed, it was like, we're doing it to ourselves. It's like, I need to, I need to sort that out. <laughs> yes. I need to realise just how amazing we are and the gifts that we have are worth money, value to people. We're taught at such a young age to give as females and our value is in what we can give and do for others. But really, our value is in our skills and expertise, just like anyone else. And so bringing that in and also bringing in, like you say, the joy of business doesn't have to be hard. And that was one of the um, one of the beliefs I did have to get rid of from my family. It didn't always have to be a hard slog. That if yes. we did the things that we enjoy, abundance and flow would come from that. And that's really the premise of what I do. And yep. my background is sales and marketing, so using aligned business and marketing strategies to make all of that just sing. Kind of gel together. Yeah. Interesting that you bring up the topic about women and the worth of around more like, again, what we get paid or lack of getting paid, I guess. And another business acquaintance that I know last night, and actually just I was just finding it as you were talking, posted about female-led startups actually raise less but they earn more. So it's a study that's just being released and it talks about female founded startups raise less than half the venture capital funding of those funded by men. 
but generate more than twice the revenue a major study has found. So interesting that people are less likely to back us, but yet we churn more, do you know what I mean, than the man does. Now, again, we could probably get into another another podcast about men and women relationships. And I also, in regards to the, the business side of things, but there's also another lady, I believe she's from Brisbane and her name is, I believe I'm just looking it up, Shanae. Is it Shanae? Hey Joyce, I want to say it is. I could be wrong. Anyways, she's on a big kind of progression movement for women at the moment and saying, you know, so many, so often women are asked to speak for free, but at the same conference, men would be asked to, like they'd be given a speaker fee or they'd be given a travel allowance or whatever that is. Um, and so she's really on this progressional movement about women being able to ask for the same thing or you don't walk into you don't have a plumber come to your house and say, oh, I'll pay you in roast beef. You know, like it doesn't work <laughs> like that. But there is this expectation or this belief that that's what women should be doing, you know. Yeah. Um, so, again, it, it is very interesting. So then so of the women that you work with, what give me an example of where you've turned something into really something powerful and joyful for them or not necessarily for you, but for them, I guess. Yeah. So one of the clients I'm working with at the moment, when we first started working together, she was coaching at the same time as nursing and she was a little bit scared to get go, let go of the nursing because, you know, it, taking the leap is scary. However, we really looked at what her value was, so what she really wanted to be making um, and what did that really mean for her on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, we instantly doubled her prices. It's a theme. Um, Angie and I were talking about this before. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 doubled her prices and then within two days, that weekend she secured a two-day workshop at the new price that meant that she was already on her way to earning that, you know, that the dollars that she wanted basically, yep. which was great. So that's like the, the money side of things. However, over time now, so maybe three months we've been working together, what she's been able to do too is step back in her business and see the stuff that she really enjoys doing and what she doesn't and get rid of the stuff that she doesn't like doing and focusing on the good stuff well, now when she's done that, all of these opportunities have come away because she's enjoying talking to people, getting out there, seeing the things, talking about what she's really passionate about. People yeah. see that joy and they're like, oh, I want to I talk to her. I want to know what she's going up to. And so all of a sudden, like she's got rid of her nursing registration, she's earning what she wanted to earn, and she's enjoying it as she goes. And it's, I just I get passionate about it because it's possible for everyone and it's just, yeah. I want that for everyone because that's what we, we don't start a business to work 24 hours a day and be angry all the time or frustrated or whatever it is. We do it because we want to enjoy it and spend more time with our family or friends or travel or whatever it is. Absolutely. And I also think it's so important you talked about there about being able to outsource the bits that you don't like. And I think it's so important. Again, so many people don't want to outsource because they're like, oh, they're giving over the reins. But the reality of it is, is it open up, it opens up space for different levels of creativity for them, like you said, to go up to networking um, events, to build connections, you know, whatever that looks like for that particular person. Um, so, yeah, I do agree with you 100 percent that. Um, you know, getting rid of that stuff allows, to, you know, that joyfulness to come back into play. Yeah. And it's a lot of the time when I talk about outsourcing, it could be slightly off topic, but it's sort of not because it is to do with unhustling, um, is that, like, oh, it costs, it costs money. It's like, yeah, but what's your hourly rate? What do you want to be earning? And if it's less than that, then what's it actually costing you to do that thing? And also joy, like we said, like it's costing you your happiness. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But again, and I do think it relates to the unhustling, do you mean, component. And we can segue into that because 
If you're hustling all the time at full capacity, especially doing tasks that you don't like, you know, it leads to burnout. It leads to physical problems. Potentially, it leads to marital problems. Potentially, it leads to mental health problems, potentially. And I do think that it does. But often people think that they've got to source an Australian VA. Now, I'm all about doing um, contributing back to the Australian community 110 Mm percent however there are times in business where I know for a fact that I still can't outsource the you know an $85 an hour job for 40 hours a week so I've got two VAs that are Australian and I've got two VAs that are doing live in the Philippines and they all have very different skill sets too based on what I need them to do and I and I'm happy to talk about one of them is four dollars an hour and another one is nine dollars an hour and some people get really narky going oh how can you take the money away from the Australian economy? B, I'm not valuing these women, but I'm like, well, hold on a minute. My lady that's making $4 an hour, the reality of it is she makes more than her husband makes. So she's the ultimate breadwinner. She gets mm-hmm. to stay home with her kids. Um, do you mean there's a level her co- self-confidence has increased? And I've referred other clients onto her because of the work that she does. Yeah. So I look at it as a bigger picture. And I look at it at the end of the day, she's just a woman. Standing there trying to be a mom, just like anyone is in any country, whether or not you're first, second or third world. So, you know, I do think that, again, getting rid of some of those tasks is fine. And it's okay to employ someone from a different country, too. But, you know, a lot of women don't give themselves permission to Mm. look because elsewhere they just stick in Australia. So now hustling, though, this is an important rant I've been going on about for uh, the last since I've probably been an entrepreneur for eight years because I'm a mental health clinician by trade and I see different copious, different levels of mental illness. Do you know what I mean? At various stages in life from young all the way through to old. And as much as I love Gary V, for example, you know, and I say this on a lot of podcasts that I'm on is that. There's an element that he he talks about working hard, too. And I agree, you do need to work hard in order to be successful. I don't do mean, uh, have no qualms about that. Mm -hmm. But to say you have to hustle all the time in order to get success is where I do mean I'm not necessarily, well, not necessarily, it just doesn't resonate with me whatsoever. So I was super excited when we were going back and forth about the topics that you'd be you know, talking about today and how actually by unhustling in business, you can have the opportunity to be more successful. So I wanted to chat with you today about why unhustling in business is so important to you. So I feel like that we've really taught from an early age that we have to do all the time, that we're, we're good when we're doing the right thing, um, and that's the only way to get ahead. However, what I've learned more recently too, like for years I was hustling and I was tired and I drank a lot of coffee and my eyes were terrible. (laughs) But I've learned that as I've stepped back in my business and allowed things to happen around me and sort of do this um, almost a natural weight. um, Angela, I was talking just before we came online that at the moment I'm creating, uh, I'm launching a new product and it's been in the back of my mind for a while, but I knew that it wasn't the right time. So if I pushed that and I was doing it all the time, I'd get really frustrated. But because I waited and I waited for people to say, yeah, actually, do you have this thing? It's like, well, funny you should ask that. <laughs> I do, thank you. <laughs> and it's allowed it to, to flow and it's been really easy. And I don't think unhustling is doing nothing. Um, it is doing what feels right to move your business ahead. And so I tend to sort of getting a bit into it, but looking at your 90-day, 60-day, 30-day goals and looking at what you need to do this week to move forward to it, but not having to do all the things all the time and being almost scattering your energy and just, and as you say, mental health, doing that all the time doesn't allow you time to 
be you, have your relationships, have fun, mm-hmm. eat well, all of the things that make us a healthy, happy human being. And I think, you know, you talked about, again, you can have your 30 day, 60 day, 90 day plans. And it's one of the things that I work on with my own one to one clients is they feel that they should have this like list of 50 things that they need to do for me at the end of each session. And the max that we ever have is 20 things. And I literally break them down task one. Da, da. And what I say to them is if you take your weekends off and actually give yourself permission just to be with your family, be connect with friends, etc. That even if you only did one task per day for the those other 20 days, your business would still gain momentum. Now, it might not just skyrocket, but it gains a momentum and traction that you're then not doing you know, ever feeling that you have to hustle, hustle, or you're not doing sweet FA, right? So it's just in that middle bit. And I do think that, it, and they're like, oh, and it takes them a couple of months to get used to the fact that I'm not giving them more, I'm actually giving them less, but yet they're seeing more goals and return and investment come from that. Yeah. Women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day women in business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, Interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. Twelve speakers have already been announced, with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. So now, do you think when people hustle all the time, or, well, again, we've talked about briefly, but what do you feel hustle is doing to our health and then our overall business? So um, I feel like hustle in particular has a, has a belief that sits behind it. Um, and, and it's given to us a lot, particularly as women in business, by men in business. Because like Gary Vee, like you said, I totally agree with that in that he's got amazing ideas, but this idea of hustle doesn't resonate with me. And what I feel like it does is, it, and what I've seen in my clients, is that it, it makes us stuck because it gives us this, um, this belief that we're not doing enough but we also don't have clarity about what we need to do. And so clarity leads to confusion and then we, we're stuck. And then we're busy doing all the things that actually aren't moving us anywhere. We're just going around in circles. Now, when we do that, because we're not moving anywhere forward, we get a little bit down on ourselves, a bit depressed about what it is Absolutely. Start comparing ourselves to other people, which is the thief of joy, as we know. <laughs> all of that spirals down into well, I'm not moving my body like I should. I'm not eating perhaps as well as I should. I may be drinking too many coffees or having too many wines at night. All of those things come down to mental health then reflecting in our physical health. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a combination, isn't it? That It's kind of like the apple and cart or horse and cart yeah. analogy now that it definitely, 
it's a knock on effect. Like even to the point there's an app now that I have on my phone. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head where it's like, it prompts me to get up and move, you know, every 30 minutes or every 20 minutes, I think. And so like, it's just kind of like an alarm and it'll just say, shake it and move it or something like that. But it's just a reminder because so often before I had that app, I would just sit here at my computer and then next, you know, two or three hours would come and then you're so hungry and then you just start eating like salted chips <laughs> or donuts. And that I do do that. Do you mean that's why my third butt is growing? So, you know, I'm too consciously aware that, you know, sometimes we're just so engulfed in what we need to do that we sit back and that again, the hustle is being a detriment instead of a, pro- a productivity yeah, measure. Exactly. So now tell me, what do you think of the top five myths um, associated with unhustling in business? The easiest and the biggest one is if you're not doing all the time, you're lazy. Mm-hmm. lazy or you'll never get ahead and yep. that's that's one that we even like, I had to deal with that so much personally um the other one is like everyone else is always hustling like everyone else is doing it so I better do it I don't want to be left behind which is just not true when you look at some of the most successful people in your industry I guarantee you they're not hustling all the time um the other one is like I've got so much to do I can't I can't unhustle yeah, uh, a lot of that comes back from no clarity, no clarity on where where it is that we're going. Mm-hmm. So it's like do all the things, and I'll, maybe I'll eventually get there. My business will crash and burn if I don't hustle. Yeah, so I'll give you the tip: it doesn't. <laughs> 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 I went way on hustling. I went way the other end towards the end of last year. I was like, I just need to step back from all this because things are going crazy. Um, yeah. And good news, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. You're still kicking. Still going. And the other one too, the fifth one is that people will forget me. People forget me if I'm not posting all the time, I'm not on Instagram all the time, I'm not blogging all the time, whatever it is. It's like it's a fear of I need to get out there, otherwise people won't remember who I am and it relates back to those others. My business will crash, you know, everything will crash and burn if I just stop for a day. And it's yep. just true <laughs> absolutely and I really love the one where you talk about well and I don't get me wrong but we're always not always but let's be honest we're on Facebook or social media platforms at some stage during the day <laughs> and I think again social media puts such a facade don't they about it makes it look like everyone's so busy there's not a lot of rawness really and mm-hmm. I remember um dear friends of mine Emma and Carla the merrymakers down on the Gold Coast beautiful souls that I just love to bits and I remember we came back from Tropical Think Tank with Chris Ducker and I had my list of things and you know and I'm sitting there and I'm like oh my gosh I'm hardly getting but on their feed they were like doing this and doing that and I remember having conversation with the girls and they're like Ange we both aren't dating anyone there's <laughs> two of us in the business we don't have any kids you know da, 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 da. so it was that to me a few years ago is my biggest realization is do you know I mean that my scenario is so different to everyone else's is, and that you you can't compare you know um so it was a wide a big eye-opener for me because they are right there's two of them so they're like and we're working on the business even if we just worked four hours each a day that's still eight hours that we're able to produce you know work and the other thing that i think is interesting too is you talked about if we're not seen all the time but again i would much rather produce quality content Mm -hmm. or um, quality posts or whatever than quantity because i think you could actually damage your reputation if you're just posting up random stuff what are your thoughts about that really agree and particularly with all the latest changes with the algorithms that it doesn't it doesn't there is no benefit now to just posting every day or posting you know crap basically every day just to be seen um in fact it's detrimental on facebook on instagram now with their new one as well so making sure that what you are posting is beneficial it's like genuinely beneficial to your audience then you'll get the traction that you want and need <laughs> and 
you're not having to hustle as much either because if you just have to do one post versus, and I did, when I use uh, my first business, Finley and Me, which we still have, I did some split testing where I would post four times a day on Instagram on Finley and Me and four times a day on Facebook. Well, I did it, my VA did. And we noticed that the four posts on Instagram, let's just say I had 500 likes in the day through those posts they would each get about 125 likes per post Mm -hmm. but if I posted one post a day I would still get the same amount of likes as I did by having four so it was again another eye-opener for me going you know if you've always got a split test but again in this instance you don't have to hustle if you only need to do one no perfect so now tell me all right so we've talked about a little bit about what hustle is how you and I both aren't very big fans about the whole hustle world um but tell me what are your five things a business owner can do today in order to really unhustle so that they can make room to be more successful I think the biggest one is recognizing a lot of the time that hustle or being busy all the time is actually about a fear there's a fear line behind it of not enough not posting enough, not being good enough, not having enough value, whatever it is, not being seen enough, that that is the fear that sits behind it. So it's like, I'll do the things and then it'll be fine. The recognition of that takes away about 90% of it straight away. Mm-hmm. Realizing that you are, what you are doing is enough. And like you say, not comparing yourself to anyone else's Instagram, for example, because how good are our Instagram lives? <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing is enough and recognizing that you can cut away about 80% of the rubbish that's going on straight away. Yep. Then identify the key drivers in your business. Know your numbers. What are, how many people do you need to speak to to get the amount of sales that you want, to make the money that you want, um, and how much can you spend to speak to that many people? When you know that, you can cut away all the other rubbish that's happening in your business and focus on what's going to drive your business forward. When you do that, you cut it again, you cut away another like 20% of stuff, rubbish yep. that's going on around the outside, you know. Um, then learning to prioritize. So I touched on it really briefly before. What's going to what's gonna move you forward in the next 90 days? What's your five key things that you want to do? What does that look like this month? What does yep. that look like this week? What does that look like today? So every day, I, I show you, but it's pointless because it's podcast, but I have... <laughs> I have, I have these post-it notes that have lines on them and I fill one of those a day and that's it. I can only do what's on this post-it note every day. If I choose to do more at the end of the day, then that's okay. But these are the things that need to get done to move my business forward. And when I've done that, it's like, yeah, cool. All right, it's two o'clock. Great. I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's okay to move away from the computer in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Give yourself again that permission because people think, well, if I go up for a walk, then it means my business again, that that myth is going to crash and burn and that I'm never going to get anywhere. Exactly. And side note, I've been forcing myself for two weeks, two weeks now to 20 minutes a day, go for a walk with no, no technology. So I'm not allowed to be on the phone, not allowed to be looking at anything, not listening to anything, just in nature. And it has the momentum that's created in my in the last two weeks of my business is insane. So that's just a side note. <laughs> side note. A positive side note, though. I do love it. Um, the next one that we touched on before, outsource. So what's the stuff in your business that you hate doing? Get rid of it. Don't be doing it anymore. And as Em said, start at $4 an hour. Um, and it is, it is a little bit of a, a topic that maybe gets a few people's backs up. But similar to your story, when I had my social media marketing company, I couldn't afford in the beginning to bring someone on in Australia. So I brought someone on in the Philippines and the business then, which meant I could continue working on growing the business. And then I hired someone in Australia part-time. 
And so I created a job because I was able to outsource offshore in the beginning. So as you say, permission, give yourself permission to do what's right for you, not what other people say is right for you. And then the other thing, take a day off. Just take a day off and see what happens because the spoiler alert is that the world doesn't end. (laughs) Just give it a go. Just turn on your autoresponders and say I'm out for the day because if you go to a conference, you're out for the day, the world doesn't end, but you're like, oh, I feel good about this because I'm doing something. Well, do something by going to the beach for the day or taking the kids somewhere or doing something fun and give yourself the time and the space. to to have joy and that joy will just flow back into your business and I think there's something to be said about that too and that the day off I remember um when I used to work in my mental health position another friend and I we would have that we would code it the green dot day and what we would do is we would actually strategically plan these days off for our own mental health but what that gave us is we were no longer whinging at work going oh another day another day because we saw the light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. so by planning I also think too it helps you to go okay I can get I'm going to need to get this and this done and then I've got the whole day I don't have to think about say for example social media posts or I don't have to think about this and you can just be in that true moment um it's similar when I'm heading to Bali in just a couple weeks time and it's when I first started my eight years ago we would go and I would be on the computer so often and then I was like hold on a minute this is why am I even in Bali then I might as well just be back in Brisbane working and so listen your business still needs to trot and run along don't get me wrong and I think business owners that take a year off and do nothing it's you would come back to a mess so what I put in place is after we have breakfast in the morning in Bali um the husband will take the kids he sunscreens them gets their swimmers on etc and I quickly do a 30 minute to do into 45 minute check-in with all the immediate things and then from there at nighttime they're normally in bed around 7 30 because they've been swimming or whatever all day they're exhausted and then I'll sneak out because the hubby goes to bed early too they'll sneak out and they'll hop on for another hour so again but I can get so much done in those like hour and 45 minutes because you know that's all you've got so I actually think you can be more productive with less time than with more time is that principle whatever I know I always forget the name but like give yourself two hours to do something and you do it give yourself 10 minutes and you do it too yeah absolutely I traveled in America for six weeks and I do a couple of hours in the morning then I go out in the middle of the day and have enjoy a couple of hours in the afternoon and then go out for the night it's amazing how much work you can get done when you just give yourself that amount of time absolutely no and that's what a lot of people too used to say to me when I was working full-time and running the businesses going but how do you do it and like I said I I would only work at night on the business. And so that's all I had. So it wasn't like you didn't have the luxury of Jimmy and skimming Facebook, like social media was shut down and you just had to get the tasks done. So yeah, no, there's something to be said with Jimmy and working less, uh, but making more. And if you do it with that prioritizing, so knowing exactly where it is that you need to go and what you need to do to get there, then it becomes super easy to do. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you 100%. All right, so you've given us some cool tips about that. Now, to wrap up, tell me, what's the what's the mantra you're living by at the moment for you? At this very moment, it's play a bigger game. Mm-hmm. So for so long, I've been playing small, and it was a I've had the realization a couple of times, but I needed this last one <laughs> to remind me. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, and I see it. I'm seeing it a lot around the women in business around me as well. Is that there's almost this awakening happening at the moment of oh, I can do this, oh, I can be bigger, I can speak on stage, I can write a book, I can grow my business. So, And it's a game. So let's all play a big game and that's, that's what I'm living by at the moment. 
dude, I love it to play a bigger game because again, so often we play, I think safe. Um, you know, and I think yesterday, I don't know if you had seen in my uh, Facebook group, the Australian business collaborative, I talked yesterday about trusting in the process and also, you know, you're where you're meant to be. You might not like where you are, but you're, you're where you're needed to be. And yesterday was one of those things where I was like, man, I signed a contract on, I interviewed about 15 different Facebook specialists and I was like, Oh my goodness, this is painful. The costs were insane. And I too, am like, man, I have to play a bigger game. Like I can keep, you know, I can keep being yeah. safe, but will I ever grow the way that I want to grow? Probably not. So no. So I do love the, uh, play the bigger game. Yeah. Now, listen, like I said, you have a wealth of knowledge. So if the listeners would like to know more about where they can find you, where, where would you like them to find you? Let I us know. Am, I am jessicaguin.com, which is a bit hard to spell. Yeah. <laughs> com. On there, you'll see um, I, too, have a Facebook group called Be A Lady Boss. So that's how you can jump in and join for free and get marketing tips. It's the month of giving this month. So freebies every day which is exciting <laughs> Dude, yes very. I, I love a good freebie <laughs> and is there anything else that you'd like to tell us from an unhustling point of view any final words before we wrap up the session today I think it's just give it a go it, no matter how scary it feels just try like we said taking a day off um, because you the little steps or even if it's just an afternoon the little baby step will show you that it's okay you can do it and then you can do the next one. You will you won't know yourself with the ease that you'll create in your business by stopping doing all the time. Yes. Well no, listen, it has been fabulous having you on board today, Jess. And again, those who are wanting to know more about Jess, make sure you head to our Facebook group. Thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It's been fun. Thank you. No, you're very welcome. And for the rest of those, have an awesome day, everyone. And I look forward to sharing with you an amazing story from a wonderful lady next week that will leave you all with a little bit of inspiration. This is Anne from Angela Henderson Consulting. Have an awesome day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au